Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Excited for our first chat with Sal since uh, Sunday's football. I don't know, like Bulldog is talking, Sal, about how the the AFC Championship just depressed him, wanted to not watch the game, and I I can understand that. Um, I haven't really spent any time thinking about the game itself yet until just like Five minutes ago, walking around in here, I'm like, Philly. (laughs) So in this wonderful modern age world we live in, I was able to put a wager in on on Philadelphia uh, in these in these last five minutes. I don't know. I just maybe it'll be like the Denver thing, Bulldog, and I'll totally change my mind and cancel the bet or something. But Sal, I, I, I really like the Eagles here. My initial thought is to like the Eagles as well. I think they've been the best team wire to wire in the NFL this year. They've had their moments where they weren't, but they have been the best, most complete team, I think, consistently all year. It's funny. I said the same thing to my wife, and she said, well, like early in the year, you said they weren't that good. And I said, you're right. I didn't think they were. But now I look back, and you know, at the time you're going through it, and I'm like, yeah, they can't be that good, right? No, Hertz isn't really stepping up like that. But I do. I think that they have, they're, they're just very strong in so many areas. And I think that they'll be able to get after Mahomes a little bit, and they can score with them. So I, I'm leaning Eagles as well. You know, the the I I I am too, but this slowed me down a little, and I saw it through our buddy Sam Monson, who's been on with us uh, at, at four o'clock on on Tuesdays all through the season, and will continue for a couple of more weeks here because he commented on this from one of his colleagues at Pro Football Focus who tweeted. Like um, that, the Eagles, the four best offenses the Eagles played all year were the Cowboys, with Dak. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think he played both games. No, he didn't. Them. The Packers, the Jaguars, and the Lions, and three of those teams dropped thirty-three or more on the Eagles. So it, it could give you some. I mean, Kansas mm-hmm. City might be a, a a team that can score on them, but then you've got the injury to Mahomes. I don't know. That just slowed me down. I thought Eagles 100%, and that sort of made me pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you there, but I also think I look at Kansas City. They gave up 28 to Denver, <laughs> 24 to Houston. Like, at Denver again, 24. Um, they've had moments where they just they gave up. The Raiders scored 29 in that early Monday night game. So, I hear you. This will be their best challenge. And I also saw the Eagles played – the softest, I guess, schedule, you know, weakest schedule, but it doesn't mean they're not good. It just happened to, mm-hmm. yep. you know, have a better chance even of winning a lot of those games. I just, I think they're, they're up front. They're so good. You know, 
I was actually thinking about in these terms the other day, like just thinking about what Brandon Bean said and Sean McDermott said and what the offseason look, looks like. And maybe, and it's not just because they're where they are. It's a big part of it, obviously, because they, they advanced. But I, I just think maybe that's the team to kind of model yourself after, where it's been more in the mold of like Kansas City and how they've done it, even without Tyreek Hill, you get all these weapons. But, boy, the Eagles really have very good offensive and defensive lines, and that has just propelled them so well. And then they have a stud, stud wide receiver, obviously. They can really run the ball well. You know, and I, I just I think maybe that's the team that you have to start kind of looking at. Is that how you how you want to do it? Yeah, they are different. I've been thinking about that too. Two great mm-hmm. wide receivers, I would say. I mean, Devontae Smith has really yeah, that's true. Yeah. has really emerged. They did to the schedule point their their last year's bills, you know, like what mm-hmm. do you do when you play a week schedule? You bury everybody. And you know, Phillies they weren't at the yep. top of the league in point differential, but they were um, you know, over a hundred over a hundred on the plus side. Uh, 26 to 24 and a half is the game script. Sounds like there's a little bit of an over vibe here, especially from Bulldog. If you think that, like, for what it's worth, the Eagles have given up only seven points in each of the two playoff games they've played, but, you know, well taken on Sam's point about what they've given up. Well, isn't, isn't, isn't Carl Sheffers refing the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, thank you. Pump the brakes on any over. Under talk. There goes the over vibe. <laughs> right. There goes the over. Sal, so if I were a referee, you started putting statistics out in my name like this, I would just make a conscious effort to change it. You know, like the worst thing for an official's <laughs> mm-hmm. reputation is the idea that games are always one thing. When they're officiating, one team always mm-hmm. wins or they're always low scoring. Man, I, I, that would bother me as a ref. Yeah, well, if they pay attention to it, which, you know, I, mean, I don't know how you can get away from it, I guess. And to, the, the way today is, it's funny. Last night I just watched the um, that series Untold. It's really good. They had the Manti Teo thing. And last night I watched the one on Tim Donaghy, the NBA referee. Mm. And it just, what you said there just reminded me of that. Where there, even though like he claims he didn't fix games, so to speak, like he was always rated very highly. And But the subconsciousness, I think, is what you're talking about. Like, well, okay, this is what they think about me. Maybe, you know, you do have control in a way, even if you're not trying to control it. Right. To the Bills, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Just want to get your uh, uh, analysis and your thoughts on some of these big free agents the Bills have. Uh, and starting, let's put Poyer and Edmonds together here. I guess I'm, I'm guilty of doing that whenever we're talking about this, thinking of them both, of course, uh, important players on defense. In terms of Poyer, I think that especially understates it. And they're both Sal guys that I'm assuming are done with the Bills. Maybe not on Edmonds. Like, do you think that what might the odds be, in your opinion, of the Bills keeping him? And then, of course, uh, Poyer too. Yeah, I don't think you should assume that on Edmonds. I actually would put the odds greater than fifty percent that they would keep Edmonds. Okay. I think that the, their philosophy on drafting, developing, and retaining, he would be the slam dunk poster child for that. Especially at his age, we've made a lot about his age since he came in the league. He was drafted at nineteen, played his first NFL game at twenty. And it, there's two parts to this. Like, you could make the argument they could maybe use something different. And I've thought about that. Maybe they need more of a thumper middle linebacker to pair with Milano. I could see that. I also think Tremaine Edmonds is a really good football player. And there's no reason. I don't think you're going to get much better than him in the free agent market. Uh, but you could, you could argue that the, his style of play might be a reason why they would be more willing to move off him, even even with the price tag being the main reason. But... On the price tag, 
He's so young now, as Joe pointed out, which is right, he could sign a five-year deal and still not be 30 years old in his next contract. Like, that's exactly the kind of thing you want. If you're going to get a player that's in your system, an ascending player who I think they believe he's an ascending player, and we're always hearing about how much is on his plate, how much he means, middle linebacker, what he does, the range he has, how he fits in the defense. So I think because even if the price tag is a little little too much, a little too high, you can figure out a way to do a four- or five-year deal to spread that out and make it much, much easier for you. How how much of a bad rap do you think he he gets? Like is he like because that, that you hear like I've even said it like like big splash plays, impactful plays. I've also watched a, a lot of analysis of their defense and the ground he covers, and it it it's you really got to dig deep. It's like it's plays that don't happen because he's there. Right. You know what I mean? Like and so I don't know how 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 do you. I'm sure there's ways to, to, you know, coverage metrics and things to really dig into. Um, and I think he improved in those areas this year. But, like, the things he does to, aren't, like, the traditional, sexy, impactful defensive player things. And so I, I really get tangled up thinking about paying him, you know, I don't know, top top linebacker money. It's a great point. He does. He does a lot of things that just don't show up on the stat sheet. I mean, the fact that he's so long. And he is a good zone coverage linebacker. He's not great man-to-man. Not a lot, a, lot of, a lot of linebackers, off-ball linebackers, aren't middle linebackers. But he is a very good zone coverage linebacker. And he just he has so much range that when he's there, he does alter a play quite often. He was, he was around the football more in the passing game this year. Um, th- those splash plays really haven't been there his whole career. Maybe a couple this year. I can't remember anything necessarily. I know he had an interception uh, later in the year, I think it was. But um, he had one in the Jets game that should have been called. Um, they didn't give that to him. So that's true. I, How much of a bad rap does he get? I do think there's an overreaction on both sides, which is typical with when dealing with that, when you, you know people analyze. He's not nearly as bad as a lot of people who don't like him want to tell you he is. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that he's like one of the top off-ball linebackers in the league. He does a lot of these really nice things. And again, though, if you let him walk... You're not going to get much better. I think the question is, though, can you still be fine without getting much better? The issue I have with Tremaine Edmonds is what you said is right, Bulldog. He's never been great at the point of attack. That, that's, the, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I would like them to be better at the point of attack. That has showed up too many times over the last several years. But he's not a point of attack linebacker. And that's where I say maybe they have to rethink and say, hmm, you know, I'm not saying A.J. Klein is better and you should invest money, but a guy like A.J. Klein, who is north-south, point of attack, when he gets to the party, he's bringing it with him. Like, that's the kind of guy you need sometimes when you get run on like they did against the Cincinnati Bengals. But through a 17-game season, those guys are going to hurt you a lot, too, because they don't do the things that Tremaine Edmonds can do. Right. They don't have the range. They can't. Yeah. That's right. right. Well, the franchise tag is $20 bucks. I mean, you want to rule I, that out? I don't out? see it happening. Okay. He, it's the number two position behind quarterback because they have to count because they count edge rushing three four outside linebackers like T.J. Watt is considered I believe in that linebacker category. Okay, so you'd never three, use four, a fran- you'd never use a franchise tag on a, on a player like this. Then I don't think you should, and I don't think they would. And Brandon Bean basically said like that's yeah. he didn't say they wouldn't do it. He indicated that that's tough to do because of that. 
situation. Right. We have seen being, I guess it was two off seasons ago, where we thought they're not going to be able to keep these guys, and they managed to keep, it was, was it Milano, Feliciano, and maybe Daryl Williams were the three guys that, that right. they managed to decide, like, wow, like I, we didn't think they were going to be able to do that, but they did it. Um, and Milano was the loftiest contract of that group. But he, he figures into this, too, for me. Like, Of course, you'd love to keep that duo together, but Milano's got a hefty contract now. Edmonds, if you get him anywhere near what his market value should be, is going to be more than what Milano's making. And then what am I doing? I'm paying linebackers 20 25 million dollars a year or more like that that seems nuts yeah you're gonna have to think about that how much you're allocating to the position now milano's cap number next year is 13 and the following year is 13 that's not a ton for matt he's an all pro he's a first team all pro right i mean in his overall annual average i think is just shy of 11 million dollars i'll take that that's great you're getting a really good deal for matt milano but the, like you said, if you add up what you're paying two linebackers, that's not even three because they don't play, they don't play three linebackers. Right. Even if you want to count, you want to count Taron Johnson, he's making a decent number. Right. You want to count him as your third linebacker there. Yeah, you have to start thinking about where you want to allocate all of those numbers, and they definitely do you know, figure into that. But I, I don't know, man. That, that's what happens, right? It's your turn. You, you know when yeah, you yeah. make those deals. Let's go back to that time, though. I remember that, Daryl Williams, Matt Milano, and Feliciano. And the Bills will do the same thing here, which is, I think, really what they do. And speaking to Brandon Bean about this, and I, I talked with um, you know, Milano's agent, Joel Siegel, did a, did a story on it. They have a value. The Bills will have a value and say, here's where we value the guy. And they're not going to really deviate from that much. Can you massage it? Of course. You know, you, you talk a little bit, but they're, they're going to have a value on Tremaine Edmonds. And if their value on Tremaine Edmonds is, let's say, 12 and a half a year, and there's a team out there willing to go 14. I just don't think the Bills are going to be willing to match that. That's that's much more than they'd want to pay. I understand the franchise tag number at safety is in the 14 range. And you know, Poyer, in a sense, I think, Sal, is more logical for this. He's certainly a better idea for this than Edmonds, as you explained it. But older player, good team. Players hate this, though, right? I mean... Is, is that part of the equation here with this player who's had this important status with the Bills? Because if if it were something the Bills, whether that mattered or not, or just it was amenable to him, like that is logical to me. You keep him, and he's worth this money. He's 32. Like, what does he get in free agency? Does he get a four-year contract from somebody worth a lot more than that? I don't know. I think the age is everything here. I think that he's a 31-year-old safety who's probably looking at a multi-year contract that he wants. I think this has been the issue from the beginning here. There's a reason that he hasn't been signed. Right. For all that Bean has done and been proactive in signing guys. I mean, you go back to last offseason and signing Dawson Knox with one year left you know, on his deal or whoever it's been. This was always – they knew Jordan Poyer was a very good player. There's no doubting that. Everyone's known that. It's been talked about. I think it's always been they have two aging safeties, and they have one with still another year left in Micah Hyde, who's 33, and then they're going to pay another one who's 31 that's going to, what, the t- end of his contract's going to bring in a 34, 35? I don't think they were interested in doing that ever. And then the injuries started piling up as well, and he's been great. But these are all things that they're going to have to consider. 
Um, I think it's less likely he actually gets the franchise tag, not because of the mo- the, the the money for Tremaine Edmonds doesn't make sense. But at least with the franchise tag, what you can do is you can use it as a placeholder till a deal gets done. And you say, you know, we, we're, we're confident. I just think it's about the fact that they don't necessarily want to have a safety at that age yeah. and some of the injuries. Over. It's not about necessarily even the money or the player per se. And that stinks because he is really good. We know that. And I do think he's going to get a, probably a pretty decent contract from some team, probably looking at like a three-year deal at his age. And I just don't think the Bills are willing to do that at this point. I, I wonder what they end up doing at that position instead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously Hamlin, he was playing in Hyde's place, and maybe that was going decently enough that he was in the plans. But, you know, that, that obviously seems off the table, at least for the immediate future, if not ever. Um and then where are you? Like, you know, ja- Jaquan Johnson's also a free agent. So is uh, Dean Marlowe. Doesn't seem that they had much faith in Johnson uh, at all. Like, he, he, he barely got on the field until it was absolutely necessary at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, boy. And I he's mean, a free I, agent, I, too, by the way. Right, I know. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I mentioned. So you, you're, you're going to really be kind of scrambling there, maybe. I agree. And if you look at the top paid safeties in the league, um, you know, you just don't get guys who are making the kind of money that Jordan might want or command at their age. The only one is Harrison Smith. Right. Harrison Smith is 34 right now. Um, otherwise, like, it's mostly guys in their late 20s and only a couple they are actual 30 years old who are already doing that. So that's where I go down and say I just don't think the Bills are willing to do that, and they probably want to get younger, but it's a good question, Bulldog. I mean, does that come – the ideal mention, scenario you – know I forgot yeah. about what they mentioned about Benford. Right, isn't there that's some true. potential that's true. To, to move Benford from corner back to safety, and so maybe yeah. that's maybe that's a, a starting point. A hundred percent. I just don't think it's something you can bank on him being really good and saying, "Oh yeah, this is our guy." Right. So, <laughs> right. I think, I think the ideal scenario is you find your next Jordan Poyer, and of course, I don't mean like, "Oh yeah, you're going to find an All Pro," you know, just hanging out there and waiting to be signed by somebody. Um, what I mean is the guy, a guy that's just going to automatically become an All Pro. What I mean is you find a guy who he's he's on a team somewhere and you just don't think he's had his opportunity or has been used right. And the Bills have done that with some guys. Mm-hmm. You go back to Feliciano when he was with the Raiders and he came in and he played really well. Or Daryl Williams. They've had guys like that that they brought in and you know they done nice Isaiah McKenzie, he was on waivers with the Denver Broncos. Like you can do that. It's not a foolproof idea, but I I, I would be willing to bet that they're looking for that. They're looking for, is there a guy out there? You know, Jordan Poyer was on two different teams before he came to Buffalo. I mean, he was on, he, he was cut from the Eagles and then he became a free agent after playing for the Browns. Like that's the ideal scenario. I think to them is you find a guy who mm-hmm. he just hasn't had his shot. He's not going to break the bank because teams just, but we're going to have faith in our pro scouting staff to say he can play. What are your thoughts on Devin Singletary, Sal? Can't see him coming back. Uh, on the surface, but the thing that's working in the Bills' favor, if they want Devin Singletary, I think they would want Devin Singletary back. They just wouldn't want to pay a hefty amount. I think, A, because it just goes kind of against the core belief of how they usually treat the running back position, and B, they have James Cook probably ready to step into that role. But if they want to roll back with, it seems like they always like to have that kind of committee, one-two punch, not have to rely on one guy. The thing that's working in their favor is this is a loaded running back free agent class. Mm -hmm. And Devin's going to be far down that list probably. So most of the money that gets allocated to running backs around the league 
it, he's not going to get a lot of that. I can't. And, I mean, unless one team really loves him and says, "Oh my God, this guy, we really need him and want him." You know, you might be able to get him back for a, a nice price. Give him a two-year deal. Say, hey, let's let's run it back for a couple years. We can afford, you know, four, four and a half. Is that too much? I don't know. I think that might be right. And if that can happen. But, hey, Devin's earned an opportunity here, four years in this league, to go and, you know, cash a check and, and, and get get his money. And if that's the case, then that's fine. And, like I said, he's earned that opportunity, earned that right, and good for him. I think it's going to be tough. I don't think philosophically they're going to want to go out and do anything that's extravagant to keep him. But I also wouldn't count it out because of what I just said. I think that you might be able to get him for cheaper than you know what maybe even he thinks he's going to get. So you make him an offer now, and see what happens. Like probably, yeah. yeah. I, I most mostly that read is also my read. I I could see him back, and when you say they liked him, and I think he did a pretty good job. Then mm-hmm. with the point about the market and Cook just being a complimentary back, if if he ends up being like a workload guy, that'll be the first time in his career, you know, including college, that that's happened. And the Bills did not draft him as that, as we know. So I think, you know, they could go get somebody different than Singletary, but I would think there'd be somebody prominent here, considering Singleton, Singletary as prominent for this point, um, in addition to Cook. And Hines is an easy cut. Like, that's that's $4.5 million and there's no dead cap, there's an out, so that should be an easy cut. Could be, yeah. I mean, you could also ask him if he wants to restructure, maybe even give him an extra year and just move some money around or something because you did give up an asset for him, and maybe they think that you know what they got out of special teams is something they'd really like to have. I wouldn't, wouldn't discount him being back, but that number might be tough to deal with. So you know, we'll see where that goes. I agree with you on that. They, I can't see them just rolling into the season where there's a clear cut, oh, yeah, it's James Cook, and then who's behind him? Oh, Naeem Hines, an undrafted, and then an undrafted guy or something. There's going to be somebody else, whether it's Devin Singletary or somebody else. So <clears throat> you might as well make it maybe Devin Singletary, your own guy, who might, you might be able to afford if that market does settle down on him a bit. All right, Sal, enjoy the game tonight. Okay, you too, guys. All right, there's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline, and his appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? We'll take a break and look for your calls after the update, 803-0550. We've got a good hour to go here before pregame, 630 for that, Sabres and Hurricanes downtown. Talking bills, the free agents, the offseason, and more here. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, again, the number 803-0550, back after sports on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.